The following is for entertainment purposes only. While the information may be somewhat accurate, the hosts are by no means, how do I put this politely, historical authorities. Enjoy the podcast. That on history is the craziest thing that you've ever heard. That on history is the wackiest thing in the whole wide world. It's all true. Hey. Welcome to another edition of This Year in History. I'm Mark. I'm John. I'm hey, oh, you hey. walked all over me. <laughs> Let's try it again. John, go second. John, go second. John is I'm second. I'm like Nancy Sinatra with uh, shaved heads. Words are walking all over you. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition <laughs> right. of This Year in History. I'm Mark. I'm John. I'm Mark D. This this year, <laughs> this year that we're, the year that we're doing is... 1600. Oh, I love 1600. They were storming castles in and they're storming castles and now. They're still storming <laughs> castles. Oh my gosh, they're yeah. storming they're storming other places too in case you Back then they had a reason, now they have idiots. <laughs> Jesus. Mark will be doing political commentary during <laughs> And another thing. <laughs> Here we go. January 1st. Scotland adopts January 1st as New Year's Day instead of March 25th. March 25th. <laughs> oh, we bit off. <laughs> it has I don't to do like that. <laughs> but it, it makes sense that you're waiting for the solstice. Let's like let's let's get to the let's we'll celebrate a brighter day rather than the dead of winter like we do like idiots. Mm-hmm. Well, it has to do with the 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 calendar, the type of calendar, the Gregorian calendar versus uh, other the Staples Office. Yeah, the my Staples day. Office calendar. <laughs> my day runner. Here I am, sir. What can I do for you? I'm I'm the Dick Clark of Scotland. <laughs> We're gonna watch the wall. The haggis drop on midnight. That's the We're best Scottish country. accent I've heard all day. <laughs> We've been using the same calendar for three years. <laughs> for three years. <laughs> Darby O'Gillen here. He's busy with his little people, sir. Oh, is that what he's calling them now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, uh, moving on. Uh, February 17th, Giordano Bruno is burned at the stake for heresy in Rome. Ooh. Now I know what you're asking. No. You're asking, who in the heck is this Giordano Bruno? Who is Giordano Bruno? I knew you were going to ask. Uh, he was a Dominican friar. Also, a philosopher. I'll say he at the stake. He is. He is now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For heresy. You know how you could tell he was a smart man. They were burning him at the stake. <laughs> he was a hermetic occultist. <clears> that there were distant suns with planets rotating around them, mm. um, and the possibility these planets might foster life. And for that, they're like, "You should die." <laughs> what? <laughs> Hey, I was just making light of the universe. That's all. And I was curious about the whole hermetic occultist. I was thinking this is somebody who, you know, thinks fancy thoughts in a jar or something like that. Who's going to say hermetically sealed on Funkin Wagnall's front porch it, since noon it, Thursday. Yeah, right, right. No, it dates back to Egypt, Greek wisdom texts that uh, like between 100 and 300 BC. So they, they said the college graduation ceremonies were, were hell. Because they hand you a diploma and then set you on fire. <laughs> they just set the diploma on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, they'd set the diploma on fire. And just uh, February 11th uh, through March, um, actually, this is 1600. 1600. 
um, uh, the clown William Kemp, or Will Kemp, uh, uh, who was with Shakespeare's company, who was a member of Shakespeare's company, famous member of Shakespeare's company, Morris dances from London to Norwich. He danced? Yes. <laughs> How high was he? He was known for his comic roles with Shakespeare and uh, his company. They called him Crazy Legs. Crazy Legs Camp. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, he was he was one of the five actors with the Lord Chamberlain's men, which were, were Shakespeare wrote who Shakespeare wrote for. He was very famous, and actually Shakespeare wrote scenes for him exclusively in his plays. Were exclusively? there? Wow. He had Twalia Tharp syndrome. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he had a case of Fosse. Yeah, uh, so he did the Charleston all the way to Sheffield. He did. He tapped all the way to Leicester. Leicester. Oh, go Kempe, go Kempe. Oh, don't let the children near him. Just <laughs> you go, go, legs. Oh, wait. He just said something smart. Burn him. <laughs> yes. So what happened was the reason he did this stunt he was no longer with the lord chamberlain's men what happened was there was some sort of a falling out between shakespeare and and the company and uh, him and the company willie i'm going solo <laughs> burn him burn 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 <laughs> it was a publicity kind of thing where he was maintaining his fame 24 hours a day straight i don't know if it was straight but it's it's a distance it's 110 miles he must have, yes. what did he weigh? Like a buck 10? I mean, what, how, how tall was he and what like, did he weigh? I like your one. You're worried about the guy's health for Christ. What did he weigh? His health. <laughs> there were not big metropolitan areas. I mean, there must have been a lot of him all by himself in the middle of a meadow. I hope he hydrates. But it says that the journey took him nine days, spread over several weeks. <laughs> you know, the other horrible thing, the other horrible thing about it, they say, is he had no rhythm. <laughs> well, that's why he was working on it. He had nine days to get it. Right. Right. He 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 was trying to dance. He just looked like a man flailing for <laughs> And did he have a beatbox? Did he have a beatbox to dance to on his shoulder? He, he yes. like a man <laughs> but batteries weren't invented yet, so his was, was just <laughs> Did they have a flatbed like a horse a horse drawn truck? Or would you just with like, hire, like a guy with a lute and then a flute and some guy with a snare drum or something, you know? No, that's that's the wonder of it is is all by himself. But what happens is I'll tell you what about Morris dancing. It's a folk <clears> dance. <throat> uh, it's it's based on rhythmic stepping by by a dancer um, wearing bell pads on their shins. You got a couple of those, don't you, Mark? I got a couple. They're in the shop. Yes. <laughs> Are they being fixed? They need to be repaired. They're being fixed yeah. now. Yeah. My last dance to San Bernardino killed me, so I had to get them fixed. <laughs> yeah. You got to maintain those things. They're, <laughs> Okay, so February 19th, um, the Hyaniputina volcano. You know about this one. Hyaniputina. Hyaniputina volcano in Peru <laughs> undergoes a catastrophic eruption on the volcanic explosion index. There is an ex there is a volcanic explosivity index. For um, how many tons of yeah, like, debris and ton, fire, yeah. smoke and whatever. It measured six on that. Wow. The, the in indicator, let's see, the VEI, as they call it, um, it goes up to eight. So this was a six. Mm. Um, and mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wiped out vegetation uh, surrounding for two meters, uh, uh, left two meters of volcano. It set the Scottish calendar back to January 1st. Listen, wait. <laughs> Listen. The dancing guy fell over. 
Will Camp, you mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm glad you're paying attention. I've learned <laughs> I've learned nothing from this podcast. <laughs> the dancing guy. <laughs> the eruption had significant effects on Earth's climate. Temperatures in the northern hemisphere decreased, and millions of tons of acid were deposited. Floods, famines, cold waves resulted in numerous places. The climate disruption caused social upheaval in countries as far away as Russia. Ah, uh, the good old days. Yeah. See? Okay. Well, now we're learning something, kids. <laughs> That's right. Boy, are we. Jumping oh. ahead now. Okay. Um, we're going to July 2nd. Ah, right now, yes. July 2nd. Is the 80 Years War, the Dutch War of Independence. Who are they fighting? Spain. What were they fighting over? Should we wear wood shoes or should we wear felt <laughs> shoes? This means war. I'm not sure. Did Spanish try? Was Sp this uh, Spanish trying to take over yeah. the Dutch? Well, they actually owned the territory already, um, and uh, owned wow. it, but they basically I had, didn't know that. Had, had, and so they were there. It was a back and forth, a back and forth to try and maintain it. Let's see. Philip II deployed his armies to regain control. Uh, under the leadership of the exiled William the Silent, who who the Silent? What's his name again? Something the Jimmy Silent. William, oh. William, yeah, Jimmy Silent. William. William the Silent. William the Silent. I can't believe, first off, that it's like eighty years. It's kind of eighty year I war. Mean, you know, don't you kind of figure after a few years, it's like, gosh, is this really worth it? But eighty years they fought. But but is it that like wow. <laughs> They were spread out and communication wasn't good. So, like, maybe they'd form a truce, but then the other guys wouldn't hear it for like 20 years. And then they'd, oh, yeah, maybe that. And was then it. by the time yeah. I got there, the other guys had broken out fighting. And it's because they said there were yeah. uh, up to 17 provinces that were being disputed over 17 over the 80 years. <clears throat> but anyway, William the Silent, they're trying to figure out why is he called William the Silent. He was a deaf mute. <laughs> <Right. laughs> he was on a stag hunt with um, <clears throat> with a king. You see, I'm sure it was the stag hunt. <laughs> and he's with this king, and and the king and his coterie of people are talking about like what they're going to do, and they actually the king asks him. He just goes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. What do you think, William? Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> He's a man. Of, he's a man of few grunts. Yeah, exactly. Phenomena. Yeah, and so basically, the the king of Spain was revealing all this information, and 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 so William, you know, went back and 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 you know told everybody, and that's how they could defend themselves against what was going on, and ultimately ended up uh, winning the war. Twenty or thirty years later, but the, you know. Oh, there you go. And his his brother was uh, Billy the Slow Talker. It took him eighty years <laughs> to get out the battle plan. <laughs> Why? Wait, what was his brother's name? Willie the Slow Talker. There was Tommy the Quick. He was the first to die. <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh, Willie the Silent. William Kemp. Lots of Willies running around. <laughs> uh, the, uh, in December, um, the East India Company uh, granted the royal charter in the Kingdom of England for trade with Asia. Now, the East India Company uh, was a joint stock company that was uh, came uh, started um, with uh, basically the um, the spices that came. Yeah, spices. Sir Francis Drake. I was trying to find out exactly where this all started. Was uh, he was on an expedition from 1577 to 1580. Uh, he sailed to the East Indies and he and he, and he came and he. Traded a bunch of stuff with people in the in the 
Molucas Islands, which are the spice islands. Uh, I've got a yo-yo. <laughs> spices were like gold. Anyway, so he got all these spices. He brought them back. Um, and it, they were so popular. All the people who had invested in his, um, <clears throat> in his excursion received a return of up to 500%, 5,000% for their investment. Jesus. Wow. Nutmeg. But it was like when they, when salt, when salt became a thing, you know, salt was like, it was huge. Salt was all the rage. Hey buddy, you want to buy some salt? Yeah, not not here. Go around back. (laughs) Okay. Now as I'm doing my research, um, I've come to these sites and some of these are some events that occurred and, and, and under, under the heading of, you know what's to come they have date unknown <laughs> sumo wrestling becomes a professional sport oh. in japan up until then it was just fat guys in an argument <laughs> that's a fact They're like, let's legitimize this otherwise it's embarrassing it's a wacky century <laughs> it actually is a martial art in case you didn't realize that it's apparently their lives are highly regimented um, regulated by the J- Japanese Sumo Association now. Um, they're, they're required to live uh, in communal sumo training stables. Well, that's insulting. <laughs> there, is a prehistor- there are prehistoric wall paintings indicating that sumo originated from an agricultural ritual dance performed in prayer for a good harvest. Here comes Kemp. <laughs> I think Dick Van Dyke played, didn't he play Kemp in Mary Poppins? He did. He played Kemp. Well, he started out a sumo. Old bamboo. It's an old bamboo. bamboo. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder Shakespeare got rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they have 82 winning techniques. Uh, The illegal moves are called kinjite, which includes... These are the illegal moves now. Strangulation. Wow. Seems a little out of bounds. It's a little extreme. A little extreme. (laughs) Spitting. Spitting. (laughs) Spitting. Spitting, tugging at the balls, holding chair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hair, <laughs> hair, <laughs> hair pulling, right? Bending fingers. I presume the other person's. Oh no, they got yeah no, they go to town, man. Kicking, poking eyes, punching, and simultaneously striking both the opponent's ears. Wow. Um, uh, the most common forms of uh, winning are grabbing the opponent's belt, the mawashi, and forcing them out. Of their um, pants? Oh yes, no. yes. <laughs> That's after ah, the match, John. I see. That's after yes. the match, yes. When they're back in the stables, yes. um, you see, or pushing the opponent out of the ring without a firm grip. Um, and women are not allowed. Wow. Oh, now, well, there Come was on. a time. It was in the twenties, nineteen twenties. They actually did allow uh, female sumo wrestlers for a short period of time, and then they said, "We're not doing this anymore." So anyway, that's after the Peruvian volcano eruption. I think <laughs> is that the t- <laughs> <laughs> okay births. Let's just I'm gonna think. I'm just gonna mention quickly a birth. People were born in <laughs> people this were time. born in 1600. This year's got everything. Sex was invented in 1600. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Pope Clement was born in January on January 28. Here's what here's what in researching him. Here's what they said. Nothing remarkable occurred under Clement's short administration. That's it. <laughs> but get this, on further reading, he was popular with the people of Rome, not so much for the way he applied the business of, of being a pontiff, um, as for his extreme charity and affability towards great and small. Two weeks each day, 
he occupied a confessional at St. Peter's and heard anyone who wanted to to hear his confession to hear the he wanted to hear the confession. <laughs> hey kid you want to hear my sins <laughs> he was super popular from he did that spread and play pope dear play pope, play pope. i must confess this has never happened to me before but okay, so i said it wrong i said it wrong he would sit for two days in the church and listen to other people's confessions but had they not done that before listen well, to not the pope not the pope's pope. beyond that Hey, that looks like a Pope silhouette on the other side of confession. No, it's, it's nothing <laughs> remarkable. It's mm. just me. <laughs> That's a guy. I just love how they say nothing remarkable. Well, then he was remarkable. He was a so good he man. He was a good, humble guy who. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was a good. Whatever. <laughs> I like that. I just wanted to end on that because I thought, yeah. here's here's you know there's a nice little story about a guy you don't know anything about Saint, saint Clemens. Well, that's the thing; he wasn't. That's the thing, and they never never really know he wasn't a saint. Oh, what a ripoff! <laughs> that's what he's saying yeah. now. It was his dying words. <laughs> God, I think let's let's just unplug on that one, and let's let's take this with us, this lesson with us on how to live our lives, giving to other people and. Taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Old bamboo. It's an old bamboo. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fellas, this has been fun. Thanks a lot. This has been the year 1600. Lots of things happened. Just look it up. That's it. <laughs> oh, end the show already. For the love of God. Any, oh, do you have any? Do you have any? Do you have any parting words for for our listeners, Mark? Uh, I'm going to take Will the silence cue on this one. Uh, Oh, <laughs> see that? So you were paying attention. Okay, good. And John, anything that you would like to impart on our listeners as we as we take our leave? <clears throat> I would like to apologize for what you've all just heard. <laughs> Very good. Okay, let's let's cue that. Let's cue that song. Play, Don. Fat Don history is the craziest thing that you've ever heard. Fat Don history is the wackiest thing in the whole wide world. If you enjoyed that darn history, please share and let us know what you think by posting a comment. Just search for that darn history on any of your favorite social media outlets. And thanks for listening.